Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. It's been a minute since my last episode. I came down with, I think, the flu, was sick for a while, and uh, just was not feeling up to talking into a microphone. So I'm back. I'm driving on my way to work. The Lakers are on a three-game win streak, which is great, and we're going to talk Lakers basketball. So since my last episode, like I said, the Lakers have won three uh, three games in a row. They were 2-10, and ten, which is pretty terrible. Couldn't expect a worse start for the Lakers. And since then, they've beaten the Brooklyn Nets, the Detroit Pistons, and the San Antonio Spurs, all games that have, for the most part, the Lakers have won pretty convincingly. I mean, there was some closeness in the game against Detroit, um, a little bit against the Nets. The Lakers beat San Antonio pretty de- pretty decisively. Over the was that over the weekend on Monday? I forget when that game was, but uh, and it's all been thanks to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been playing like an MVP caliber player, a top ten NBA player. Like he has been playing really well. He's been averaging in these last three games thirty plus points, fifteen plus rebounds. He's just been killing it. The Lakers seem to have figured out something with Anthony Davis, which is great. Now to make things even better, I mean the Lakers have been winning these games without. LeBron James. LeBron James has been hurt with, a, a, I think, a groin or leg injury for quite some time now. He's missed a handful of games. And the Lakers are, are I mean, they've won three in a row without him. And, you know, I was going to say, like, people might argue in regards to the Lakers and these three wins, like, oh, they're against, they're against weak teams. You know, Brooklyn is playing without Kyrie. The Pistons are, are, are not a great team. And same with San Antonio. At this point in the season where the Lakers started off 2-10, a win a win is a win. I'm excited for any win. To see the Lakers play good basketball is exciting. So, in that sense, I don't really care. Also, the Lakers have been playing, like I said, without LeBron James. So, they're playing these weak teams, but they're also playing without one of their best players. Arguably, maybe their best player. Although, like I said, Anthony Davis has been playing really well, so maybe not their best player right now. But, not having LeBron James if anything, makes these matchups even more even. Um, and, and Anthony Davis is just playing really well. I, to be honest, like, you know, also since this time, since then, the Lakers have gotten back Dennis Schroeder, who I think has helped a lot, and they've gotten back Thomas Bryant, the big man. And I think that this is helping Anthony Davis. I think maybe not the Dennis Schroeder piece. Well, maybe, but the Thomas Bryant specifically. Having an actually, like, a, a decent big man that can take some of the load off of Anthony Davis, I think helps him a ton. Whether they're in the game at the same time or they're taking breaks off of one each other, off of one another, I, I think having a, a formidable big man helps Anthony Davis a lot. You know, Anthony Davis, as much as we think that having him at the five would be a, an amazing lineup given, uh, you know, a good roster construction... Anthony Davis is really just a pure power forward. He that is that is his thing. He he knows how to play power forward. He likes to play off of another big man. You know, like I, t- I think I might have talked about it in my last episode a little bit, but like see how Anthony Davis played so well against Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee a couple seasons ago. You know, I I think that just is kind of the recipe for Anthony Davis to to play really well. I think that he struggles when he is the lone big man you know he struggles to be dominant he struggles to create space and it forces the other team like other teams 
don't feel as threatened by him because they can throw all their big men at him. Whereas, you know, you have and Thomas Bryant isn't anyone like crazy good or anything. I'm just like, but having someone that you that forces another team to put someone big on another player really helps take that take that load off Anthony Davis. So all that to be said is I feel like the return of Thomas Bryant has helped Anthony Davis a lot. And and Anthony and I think the Lakers have just figured things out. They've figured out like some pick and rolls and some offensive sets and stuff to get Anthony Anthony Davis the ball and, and Anthony Davis has been hitting his shots and playing well. So the Lakers are on a three game win streak. And it's you know it, it'll probably end tonight. The Lakers play tonight. They play the um, Phoenix Suns, I think, in Phoenix. And the Lakers have yet to win a road game, so I, I don't think that this will be the road game that the Lakers win. If I'm being completely honest, but the Suns aren't the same Suns that they were last season and the season before that. It seems. I mean, I haven't really been watching them, but they have a. I think they're last time I checked, they were ten and six, so they weren't. They're not you know crazy good the entire western conference is kind of like that right now i think the jazz have like 12 wins maybe but the rest of you know all the, a lot of these good teams have like 10 wins or so which is fine you know it's early in the season i think you know the lakers will still probably struggle it'll be interesting to see how anthony davis plays going up against deandre aiden if the lakers can exploit something with now having thomas bryant back in the lineup with having you know just another big man down there that'll be interesting to see but overall I don't necessarily expect the Lakers to to get the win against Phoenix here I expect this three game losing streak or winning streak to to be snapped which is unfortunate but is what it is and I also don't know the status of LeBron I I feel like he's kind of like a day-to-day I didn't see any status in terms of like multiple weeks that he'll be out but I feel like if LeBron's back, it could help, but it's it's one of those things where it's like <clears throat> people are asking, like, are the Lakers better without LeBron right now? And, like, in one sense, they figured out they have figured out something, right? They figured out um, Lonnie Walker has been playing really well. Austin Reeves has been shooting really well. Anthony Davis, like I mentioned, has been playing really well. They've kind of figured something out with, with a few guys. Obviously, having LeBron in the lineup is always going to make the team better. That just is what it is. Anyone that's asking if the Lakers are better without LeBron is just trying to, like, be shocking and trying to create headlines and stuff. But it's not – it just isn't the case. LeBron did struggle this season a little bit at the beginning. And, obviously, the injury doesn't help. But, you know, having LeBron and Anthony Davis off the court for injury reasons only hurts the team, right? It only hurts the chemistry, like the on-court chemistry – and the momentum that LeBron would have offensively, defensively, um, and even just like conditioning-wise, things like that. So uh, it doesn't help the Lakers at all for LeBron to be hurt, and the Lakers are not better with LeBron on the bench. So that just we'll, we'll just dip that in the bud right now. But um, you know, there have been some trade rumors with the Lakers. You know, we I think last week or a couple weeks ago. The Lakers, there were some trade rumors that the Lakers were looking into trading for Bradley Beal to kind of round out a, uh, you know, I, I guess the Lakers' third superstar on the team now that Russell Westbrook isn't considered the Lakers' third uh, superstar. 
which there seemed to be a, a mixed, you know, kind of mixed responses on, on Lakers Twitter about the Lakers looking into Bradley Beal. I find myself somewhere in the middle. Obviously, training for a superstar caliber player is always exciting and, prob- you know, you think would be a good thing. Unfortunately, well, and this is the thing with the Russell Westbrook. If anyone says, like, well, Russell Westbrook was the Lakers trying to get a third superstar, I would argue that Russell Westbrook was not, should not have been considered a superstar when the Lakers traded for him. You know, you just watch just about just about everything he does and everything he did leading up to when the Lakers traded for him, and he was not that good. He wasn't, I, in my opinion, his superstardom was getting washed out before the Lakers even traded for him. Anyways, that being said, it's exciting for the Lakers to trade for a, a superstar caliber player. It's exciting to get a good player like that on your team. But is that what the Lakers need? You you could argue yes. You could argue like yes, the Lakers are terrible and any talent, anything that you can add is welcome and would be a positive addition to the team. But if you look a little deeper, at the Lakers and at their roster construction and what it is that they're missing and what they're struggling with. You know, you, you, that's why everyone's been so like hyped on trying to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald because you look, I mean, you look at the, the addition of Thomas Bryant to the lineup and how that's helped Anthony Davis so much so far, right? You add someone like Miles Turner, who's actually like maybe you know at his best like an all-star caliber player and it could do wonders for Anthony Davis it could do wonders for the team same thing with Buddy Heald right you add a guy that can actually hit threes you see how the Lakers do when they hit threes right you see Austin Reeves hitting threes you see Lonnie Walker hitting threes and if you could get one more guy that could be a consistent three-point shooter in Buddy Heald you it's more it just adds more to add those two guys than to add one Bradley Beal. You get more, you get, you know, you kind of kill two birds with one stone. I mean, you're getting two players as opposed to one player, but like you're in the trade, you're making one trade and you're, you're filling two needs. Whereas, <coughs> excuse me, with Bradley Beal, you add another guard, which the Lakers already have like six guards on the team. You know, he's good. He's a good shooter and all that stuff, but it doesn't really fill the needs that we're seeing on the court for the Lakers right now. Now, who you would have to trade to get Bradley Beal, right, would change up the roster and all that stuff. It's not like you're just getting, it's not like you're just adding Bradley Beal to the current roster. But, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle. I I feel like if it's, it's one of those trades where you feel, I feel like Rob Palenka is just trying to, like, win back the fan base, right? He thinks, like, oh, if I trade for, superstar player then fan base will like me again whereas you know a lot of us from what it seems like would rather see the Lakers actually make that trade for Miles Turner and and Buddy Heald as opposed to whatever it would take to get Bradley Beal you know does Bradley Beal does what you have to give up for Bradley Beal really make the team any better as opposed to like trading Russell Westbrook some picks and whatever to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns just in the NBA in general, right? Like, are the Nets going to be good? Are the Lakers going to figure things out? Will they make a trade? Will they not? 
So when I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot, and win big. Now, right, like, would I go and bet same game parlay for the Lakers to beat the Phoenix Suns tonight? Probably not, but who knows? Or maybe maybe I will for when they play the Spurs later this week. So download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Since they moved Russell Westbrook to the bench, he's been playing a lot better. You know, like it wasn't, he's not now, Russell Westbrook isn't like a must-trade kind of player at how he's playing right now. Still not perfect, still making mistakes defensively, still, you know, has turnovers and, and things like that, but his production has been much better than what we what we've seen before all last season and the start of this season and, and whatnot. So now the question is like, well, is Russell Westbrook the guy that we want to trade? I still think the answer is yes, probably. In this case, right, like you can only play five players at a time, and Russell Westbrook has been—he's one of those guys where it's like it's nice to have him with LeBron's hurt, but when LeBron's healthy it doesn't feel like there's as much of a need to have Russell Westbrook on the team. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. Like if LeBron's hurt long-term, you, do you hold on to him? Do you not? You know, I don't, I don't know. It's a, I think the answer still is like the team is going to get better. If you trade Russell Westbrook, albeit, you know, you have to consider who it is that you're, you're getting in a tree, what or who you're getting in return. But I think like, Generally speaking, the team will get better if you trade Russell Westbrook, but that's just, that's just me. So there's still some trade rumors looming. Nothing's really been done. There hasn't really been any like solid rumors or or, or anything. I feel like every, everything's just been like um, people like saying, "Oh, this Western Conference GM thinks this," or this blah 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 you know it's people like that are hearing things or thinking things or whatever but it's nothing super solid which the Lakers need to make a trade that's my opinion you we could argue what trade is better for the Lakers or not like who would be better to get and whatever but the Lakers need to make a trade in in some form like this team we're five and ten right now which is which is better than two and ten but it's still not great we're in second to last place in the Western Conference, albeit it's still early. We're only, you know we're only like four games back from first place or whatever because it's so early. But like we you know we play the Suns tonight, and then we play the Spurs Friday Saturday this week back to back, which like we we beat the Spurs by thirty in our last game, which is great. But back to back games are always tough, you know. So uh, it's not it's not 
crazy for the Lakers to only win one of two of those next games against the Spurs. So it's tough. Even a four game, even being four games back this early on is tough to claw back. I mean, you have to go on a sizable, a sizable winning streak because you need the teams that are good to lose in order for you to make any headway. So it's not to say it's impossible, but, and yes, this is very early to be talking about playoffs and all that stuff, but the, you know, the, you play to be in the standings, you play to be as good as you can. So, uh, you know, you talk about it now. So the Lakers are, you know, four or five games or so back from first place in the Western conference at five and 10. It's not ideal. It's not like we won three games. Anthony Davis is playing well. Oh, we're good. You know, we definitely still need to make some sort of move, some sort of trade. I think it's, you know, there are some rumors going around through, like, from, like, Bill Simmons. Uh, Like, this was, like, almost a month ago now, probably, or, like, a few weeks ago. (coughs) Excuse me, a few, uh, I forget exactly, exactly, but... They were rumors that Lakers were going to trade Anthony Davis. I doubt that happens now, especially with how he's been playing. Seems like they've figured things out. But you know, I, I think I, I think the trade a trade definitely needs to happen. What trade? That is a good question. I still I'm still on. I think on the Buddy Heald Miles Turner camp. I think that's a that's a nice trade, but there's other options out there. It doesn't have to be those two guys. That just happens to be kind of. It seemed like it was the low hanging fruit at one point. I don't know that you could call it that now, but um, yeah. So a trade needs to happen. There's also been people on Twitter saying that asking the question on whether or not this the Lakers are now Anthony Davis's team as opposed to LeBron's team, which is an interesting thought. Uh, I think considering LeBron is hurt and not playing and Anthony Davis is playing well, that's obviously where the question is coming from. And I think the answer is ultimately, well, I think that it should be yes. I think that this team should be Anthony Davis's team because LeBron only has a finite amount of time. I mean, everyone only has a finite amount of time, but like LeBron has a very a much more finite amount of time left in the NBA. Um, two seasons ago, when the Lakers traded for or signed Dennis Schroeder and and got Montrezl Harrell, we were like, oh, this is the Lakers picking up guys that are potentially going to take the torch from LeBron, you know, and whatever. And then, obviously, we didn't re-sign Dennis or Montrez, and now we've signed Schroeder back. But, you know, Anthony Davis is has the ability to be a top-ten player in the NBA, which means that he should be a guy leading, like, the face of a team. Anthony Davis could be the face of the, of the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron, obviously, is, like, a just – natural leader he is the guy that he's been the best player in the league for over a decade and he's the just the the natural leader for this Lakers team that is that's just how things work but 
as you know, if LeBron keeps getting more injuries and as LeBron kind of phases out a little bit, right? Like even we've seen this season, it seems like LeBron is trying to take on a lighter, a lighter workload offensively and try and give Anthony Davis more touches. And, and we always say the offense should be running through Anthony Davis. Like, yes, it should be LeBron basically with the ball in his hands, passing the ball to Anthony Davis. So in that sense, you could argue the offense is running through LeBron, but, (coughs) but the ball needs to touch Anthony Davis's hand every time down the court. That's how it should be at least while he's on the floor. And that, you know, so that being said, I feel like the, the team should be Anthony Davis's. Now, the question is, is it right now? No. I would say it's still LeBron's team, and we haven't seen enough. Anthony Davis hasn't – it just hasn't – the shift hasn't quite happened. But as of right now, Anthony Davis is the guy that's on the floor. He's the guy that's putting up 30-plus points, 15-plus rebounds the last few games. So – in that sense, I would say he's definitely on his way if he can keep it up and if he can stay healthy and keep up the leadership and all that stuff, then yeah. At the end of the day, does it really matter? No, it does not matter at all. It's just, it's just like a fun question, whatever. Um, LeBron was still LeBron will still lead the way LeBron wants to lead, and Anthony Davis will do the do the same he'll lead the way he wants to lead and, and they'll play and they'll work together because they're teammates and they'll figure it out you know it's not anyone's team it's not Anthony Davis's team or LeBron's team until one of those guys is no longer on the team that's the way I see it they got they kind of have a co-leadership situation LeBron is very charismatic and outgoing and fun Anthony Davis seems like a little more reserved. I mean, like, I'm sure he's still outgoing and fun and whatever in his own way, but him and LeBron are different. They, I feel like, I feel like they have different leadership styles. I feel like they're different. So this co-leadership thing makes sense, right? Like it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, this is LeBron's team or Anthony Davis's team. I think it's both of their teams. And I feel like it's been that way since Anthony Davis joined the team personally. So I wouldn't say it's any one player's team so to speak, but if I had to choose one person, I would say it's still LeBron's team, but but I think really the right answer is that it's a co-leadership team, um, and it's, it's just good to see Anthony Davis playing well and playing at a MVP caliber level, at least for the last week. Like, hopefully he can keep it up and stay healthy and, and whatnot. I, I I don't see why not. He He's a good player. You know, I, I feel like he should be able to keep it up, and hopefully he does, and if he does, then... I feel like you can have more of an argument as to the Lakers being Anthony Davis's team, but for now, I, I'll settle with the co-leadership situation with both LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then I just have to mention one thing before before I I sign off on the on this today's episode. I really dislike the Lakers' new City Edition uniforms. They wore them in their last game against San Antonio. If you if you're listening and you haven't seen them, just look up pictures from the the last game. <laughs> against San Antonio. And, I mean, they're not the worst uniforms I've ever seen in my life. They're minimalistic. They're they're all white. They have Los Angeles with, like, the streak lines uh, in purple. And then the numbers will, are, like, black with, I think, a purple outline. 
and it's funny because the city edition uniforms the Lakers have been doing they it's been of all the city edition uniforms in the NBA in my opinion they've been the best because they've had a purpose they've given them purpose they have brought in Magic Johnson Shaquille O'Neal Kobe Bryant to help design past uniforms they they've designed them as a way to like throw back and, and honor past players or or eras um and then you know they had they've i think even if they haven't brought in a specific player to to um help design them they've designed them with past um teams and uniforms in mind right throwing it back to like when the lakers were were uh, blue and white and the the minneapolis colors and all that stuff and this season you know i described how they are they're very plain they're just white they just say los angeles and the reasoning behind it is like as like a blank slate to like allow players to create their own legacy or something like that just some dumb reasoning or whatever or some dumb story behind these plain ass uniforms like these they're again they're not bad they don't look bad but look at those uniforms and tell me like what about them is specifically lakers like outside of a little bit of purple a little bit of purple around the numbers and around where it says los angeles they could very easily be mistaken for clippers uniforms you know the clippers have had los angeles with the streaking like the streak lines on los angeles before in their in their logo right like there's outside of a little bit of purple there really is nothing that differentiates these uniforms versus a potential clippers uniform and in that sense those the uniforms failed if that's the case right if you can't tell a lakers uniform from a clippers uniform the uniform failed and that's the that's how these ones are this season um, it's unfortunate because, like I said, past uniforms, the past City Edition uniforms have been pretty stellar. Um, you know, you could argue if, right, like the Lakers wearing black uniforms, in my opinion, are an abomination. Um, I give them a pass for the Mamba uniforms, which were the City Edition uniforms that Kobe helped design back in like 20, I think 2018. I've heard the exact maybe 2019 I've heard the exact season that he designed those ones and because he's the black mamba and all that stuff I give those uniforms a pass but the the Lakers wearing black usually not good um the ones that magic helped design which were the first ones where there was like pinstripes they're purple with pinstripes they weren't they weren't great like aesthetically speaking they weren't great but you know cool story and whatever behind the design and and all that stuff since 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 then they've they've been good the ones that Shaq designed were were really cool the ones that the ones the last two seasons where they used a lot more of the blue um, were cool I think last seasons were the ones that were like purple with like powder blue those were cool like they've had some cool ones and they've been fun designs where they're like mixing and matching 
past uniform styles in one uniform, which I think is super fun. But this season, like I said, they were just on plane. They, you can't tell the difference between this uniform and a Clippers uniform, and it's just bad. So I just had to put that out there. I have to. I just had to say that because it's been bugging me. Every time the Lakers wear them, right? It's like again, they don't look bad. It's not like they're the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen, but they just are uninspired. And you know, you could you could conceivably turn a Lakers game on while they're wearing those uniforms, and think like, oh, is this a Clippers game? Like that is a conceivable situation with these uniforms. So that being said, I'll leave it at that. Um, I just had to I just had to put it out there that I didn't do not like this season's city edition uniforms, which I will say from a uniform standpoint, the city edition uniforms are really just a cash grab for the NBA, right? To put out merchandise for, for fans to buy another, another Jersey. And most city edition uniforms that teams have had have been pretty bad in my opinion. But for someone that, for someone that thinks that the city edition situation in the NBA is, is, is mostly bad. I have liked the Lakers, and, and maybe there's some bias there, but I do think the Lakers City Edition uniforms have actually been, like, aesthetically pleasing and have looked good. So, that being said, I I don't like the City Edition uniform situation in general. The Lakers, specifically, I have liked, but these ones this year I don't like. So, I, I just want to put it out there before anyone thinks, like, oh, well, he doesn't like City Edition uniforms in general, so, of course, he's not going to like these ones. No. I actually like, I have liked the Lakers City Edition uniforms in the past. I've pretty much liked almost all of them, except for um, a, a few, you know. So, and this this season, I just wanted to, to put that out there. So, I'll leave it at that. <coughs> we'll see how the Lakers can do tonight against Phoenix. I don't feel too hopeful, but if Anthony Davis can put up almost 40 like he did a few nights ago um and the lakers can play some defense and, and figure figure some stuff out and maybe we get a bad shooting night from from phoenix like maybe we can maybe we can get the win but don't feel too hopeful but the lakers play phoenix tonight and then we get the spurs on uh, i think friday and saturday night this week back to back so two more chances for the lakers to get some more wins uh, inch a little closer to to 500 and, and hopefully we can uh, get lebron back and and get some get some wins in the win column Thank you guys so much for listening. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers.